Hello, world. I'm Roger Corville, and this is For the Hope's Daily Audio Bible, where we read through the scriptures conversationally, talk about the truth claims of Christianity, and learn to fall more in love with Jesus and the people in his world. You ready? Let's roll. Welcome. Alan Mosley puts it this way. God's holiness means that he is different other than, and he is unique in that he is perfectly righteous. God calls us to be different other than, in that we live righteously. Holiness is an intrinsic attribute of God's nature, and God expresses his holiness through what he does, and he calls us to a holiness that is internal and that we express through what we do. So what does holiness mean? (laughs) And surely, we don't want to be holier than thou, right? Hey, Hopeful, welcome to For the Hope's listener-supported Daily Audio Bible, where we read through every word of God's revelation of himself, his mind in print, and consider our own life and work stories in light of that. The word holy means set apart for the deity uh, or separate from the mundane, sacred or pure. The Greek root is where we get the theology word for sanctification. Now, holiness is a condition of our hearts that is created by God and it's a way of behaving lived by us. We are made holy in the sight of God the moment we trust Jesus as Lord and Savior, and we grow in holiness as we mature more and more into the likeness of Christ, called sanctification. And it is our holiness, or purity, or rather, lack thereof, that is why God sent his Son on a rescue mission, like we've been reading about in the book of Hebrews. But we see people putting their trust in God all the way back in Genesis, Genesis 15. Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. So we're going to pick up today in Hebrews chapter 11, kind of the famous faith chapter, and it is going to end with something that we're going to cover in our new little extra that I'm calling at the moment for the hope teachables or for the hope teachable moments that'll appear in your podcast stream here sometime in the next couple days. Hebrews 11. Now faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. For by this our ancestors were approved. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. By faith Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith he was approved as a righteous man, because God approved his gifts, and even though he is dead, he still speaks through his faith. By faith, Enoch was taken away, and so he did not experience death. He was not to be found because God took him away, to quote the Old Testament there. For before he was taken away, he was approved as one who pleased God. Now, without faith, it is impossible to please God since the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. By faith, Noah, after he was warned about what was not yet seen and motivated by godly fear, built an ark to deliver his family. By faith, he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. 
By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed and set out for a place and he was, that he was going to receive as an inheritance. And he went out, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he stayed as a foreigner in the land of promise, living in tents as Isaac and Jacob, as did Isaac and Jacob, co-heirs of the same promise. For he was looking forward to a city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, even Sarah herself, when she was unable to have children, received power to conceive offspring, even though she was past the age, since she considered that the one who had promised was faithful. Therefore, from one man, in fact, from one as good as dead, came offspring as numerous as the stars of the sky and as innumerable as the grains of the sand along the seashore. These all died in faith, although they had not received the things that were promised, but they saw them from a distance, greeted them, and confessed that they were foreigners and temporary residents on the earth. Now those who say such things make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they were thinking about where they came from, they would have had an opportunity to return, but they now desire a better place, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has, a pre- he has prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. He received the promises, and yet he was offering his one and only son, the one to whom it had been said, your offspring will be traced through Isaac. He considered God to be able to raise someone even from the dead. Therefore, he received him back, figuratively speaking. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of, his, each of the sons of Joseph, and he worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, as he was nearing the end of his life, mentioned the exodus of the Israelites and gave instructions concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, after he was born, was hidden by his parents for three months because they saw that the child was beautiful and they didn't fear the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter and chose to suffer with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasure of sin. For he considered reproach for the sake of Christ to be greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, since he was looking ahead to the reward. By faith, he left Egypt behind, not being afraid of the king's anger, for Moses persevered as the one who sees him as one who sees him who is invisible. By faith he instituted the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch the Israelites. And by faith they crossed the Red Sea as though they were on dry land. When the Egyptians attempted to do this, they were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after being marched around by the Israelites for seven days. By faith Rahab the prostitute welcomed the spies in peace and didn't perish with those who were disobeyed. And what more can I say? Time is too short for me to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets, who by faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the raging fire, escaped the edge of the sword, gained strength in weakness, became mighty in battle, and put foreign armies to flight. Women received their dead, raised to life again. 
Other people were tortured, not accepting release so that they might gain a better resurrection. Others experienced mockings and scourgings as well as bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawed in two, they died by the sword, they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, afflicted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and on high mountains, hiding in caves and holes in the ground. And catch this, friends, here's the grand finale. All these were approved through their faith. But they did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better for us, so that they would not be made perfect without us. Hebrews chapter 11. My friends, what does that mean? Since God had provided something better for us, so that they would not be made perfect without us. What? Abraham, not perfect without me? Moses, not perfect without you? Uh-huh. And we will come back to that. So for the sake of time today, I've just got to kind of roll on through. We're going to read a kind of a slightly longer chapter in Leviticus, Leviticus 19, kind of beginning that next section of Leviticus. Here we go. The Lord spoke to Moses. And here we go, my friends. Listen to this. Speak to the entire Israelite community and tell them, Be holy, because I, the Lord your God, am holy. Each of you is to respect his mother and father. You are to keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. Do not turn to worthless idols or make cast images of gods for yourselves. I am the Lord your God. When you offer a fellowship sacrifice to the Lord, sacrifice it so that you may be accepted. It is to be eaten on the day you sacrifice it or on the next day, but what remains on the third day must be burned. If any is eaten on the third day, it is a repulsive thing and it will not be accepted. Anyone who eats it will bear his iniquity for he has profaned what is holy to the Lord. That person is to be cut off from his people. When you reap the harvest of your land, you are not to reap to the very edge of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. Do not strip your vineyards bare or gather its fallen grapes. Leave them for the poor and the resident alien. I am the Lord your God. Pause. Notice there an economic injunction, right? Don't maximize your profits at the expense of the poor people. Hmm. We could go on and on about that, but we won't. Do not steal. Do not uh, act deceptively or lie to one another. Do not swear falsely by my name, profaning the name of your God. I am the Lord. Do not oppress your neighbor or rob him. The wages due a hired worker must not remain with you until morning. Do not curse the deaf or put a stumbling block in front of the blind, but you are to fear your God. I am the Lord. Do not act unjustly when deciding a case. Do not be partial to the poor or give preference to the rich. Judge your neighbor fairly. Do not go about spreading slander among your people. Do not jeopardize your neighbor's life. I am the Lord. Do not harbor hatred against your brother. Rebuke your neighbor directly, and you will not incur guilt because of him. Do not take revenge or bear a grudge against members of your community, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. You are to keep my statutes. 
Do not crossbreed two different kinds of your livestock. Sow your fields with two different kinds of seed or put a garment on a garment made of two kinds of material. If a man has sexual intercourse with a woman who is a slave designated for another man, but she has not been redeemed or given her freedom, there must be punishment. There are, they are not to be put to death because she had not been freed. However, he must bear must bring a ram as a guilt offering to the Lord at the entrance to the tent of meeting. The priest will make atonement on his behalf before the Lord with the ram of the guilt offering for the sin he has committed, and he will be forgiven for the sin he committed. When one of you, when you come into the land and plant any kind of tree for food, you are to consider the fruit forbidden. It will be forbidden to you for three years. It is not to be eaten in the fourth year. All its fruit is to be consecrated as a praise offering to the Lord. But in the fifth year, you may eat its fruit. In this way, its yield will increase for you. I am the Lord your God. You are not to eat anything with blood in it. You are not to practice divination or witchcraft. You are not to cut off the hair at the, cut off the hair at the sides of your head or mar the edge of your beard. You are not to make gashes on your bodies for the dead or put tattoo marks on yourselves. I am the Lord. Do not debase your daughter by making her a prostitute, or the land will be prostituted and filled with depravity. Keep my Sabbaths and revere my sanctuary. I am the Lord. Do not turn to mediums or consult spiritists, or you will be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. You are to rise in the presence of the elderly and honor the old. Fear your God. I am the Lord. When an alien resides with you in your land, you must not oppress him. He will re- you will regard the alien who resides with you as the native born among you. You are to love him as yourself, for you were aliens in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Do not be unfair in measurements of length, weight, or volume. You are to have honest balances, honest weights, honest dry measures, and an honest liquid measure. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Keep all my statutes and all my ordinances and do them. I am the Lord. And my friends, that is Leviticus chapter 19. Do you see the connection to of knowing and doing, right? And more importantly, remember that that phrase, I am the Lord or I am the Lord your God, was kind of like shorthand for the covenant. Here's the covenant I made with you, right? I promised you good things, and I know I created everything, and I know what is good for you. So your life should should look like my holiness, which, of course, is how that chapter started. Well, my life didn't look like that holiness. That's why I needed Jesus, and he, God sees us as righteous. And because we're filled with the Holy Spirit, now that divinity, as we grow more and more in tune with that radio station, <laughs> our life begins to look more and more like Jesus, more and more holy. All right, we're going to wrap up today in Leviticus, or in Proverbs for our wisdom segment today. We're picking up in Proverbs chapter 15. And um, useful to remember here that the, did I say 15? Leviticus chapter 11, beginning in verse 15. And now we move into some Proverbs that are about wealth. So here's a, here's a good set of ideas 
in terms of just remember, take these with a grain of salt. Not all of these apply in every situation, which is a little different than, say, the Ten Commandments. But picking up in Proverbs 11, chapter 15, Wisdom for Living, here we go. If anyone puts up security for a stranger, he will suffer for it. But the one who hates such agreements is protected. A gracious woman gains honor, but violent people gain only riches. Ah, what is the presumption there? That honor is better than riches. A kind man benefits himself, but a cruel person brings ruin on himself. The wicked person earns an empty wage, but the one who sows righteousness earns a true reward. Genuine righteousness leads to life, but pursuing evil leads to death. And that gets us up through verse 19. Ah, holy heavenly Father, Lord, you are good and you are, you are holy other. Lord, there is none like you and certainly not me. But Lord, would you, would you just give us a new sense, a renewed sense of being in touch with the Holy Spirit today? Help us to walk in your footsteps, to understand your way, and to, to meditate on your words, and to have our lives shaped not because we just do external things behaviorally, but because you begin to transform our hearts in the direction of looking like Jesus. Lord, thank you for Jesus. And my friends, I thank you for you. I love you. Amen. Amen.